Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm here to share an incredible work with you. Just a quick reminder before we get started. All sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find the link in the episode description as well as on our Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. We are officially halfway through Season 8. In this episode, I'll be wrapping things up in the Impressionist era with Monet's Rouen Cathedral series dating from around 1892 to 94. I know it's a bit outside my usual content, featuring a series of works instead of a single piece, but the series represents the period so well, I couldn't resist. Claude Monet is often considered the father of the Impressionist movement, and this episode will show exactly why. So to learn more, keep on watching. Throughout this podcast, with the exception of the Pompeii episode, I've focused on single works of art. However, the series represents a specific thought process about how art works, and I think that's incredibly important to understanding Impressionism. Monet himself knew the power of creating multiple works on the same subject, as he's quoted as saying, everything changes, even stone. Monet's Rouen Cathedral series is made up of 31 individual works. It's important to note, though, that Monet only chose his 20 favorites to be exhibited. Many critics have called this series the climax of Impressionism, and I believe that this episode highlights exactly why. Although these works appear different, they do show the same subject, the Rouen Cathedral. Monet rented a studio across the street so that he could easily observe the different light at different times of the day reflecting on the stone facade. He stayed there for several months and could therefore see the way that the different seasons also affected the way the cathedral looked. In these works, we see a variety of colors, blues, pinks, golds, reds, and browns. The structures were painted roughly to both mimic the look of stone while also showing how quickly Monet was working to capture the moment. The focus of these works is solely on the cathedrals. There's only a hint of the sky in some of them. I believe that Monet's close friend, George Clemenceau, put it best in his essay Pan from 1896. In front of the 20 views of the building by Monet, one notices that the art, in its persistence of expressing the nature with increasing exactitude, teaches us to watch, to perceive, to feel. The stone itself is transformed into an organic substance, and one can feel how it changes in the way that a little moment of life is followed by another one. The 20 chapters of the same of light in a evolution have been wisely selected to create an ordered guideline of this evolution. The great temple is in itself a testament of the unifying sunlight and sends its mass against the brightness of the sky. Now that we've established information and a description of the series, I think it's important to learn a bit more about its subject. Rouen and its famous cathedral are located in Normandy, about two hours northwest of Paris. Its full name is the Cathedral Primitale Notre-Dame de l'Assomption de Rouen. Quite the mouthful. The Gothic structure that we see today is actually the third church built on the site. The foundations are a 4th century basilica and an 11th century Romanesque style church. The cathedral is often considered a hallmark of the Gothic style. This is because it has three towers that were built at different eras of the period. This allows our historians to see how the style developed within a single space. In addition, the remarkable texture of the building allowed Monet to truly capture the effects of light on stone. Next, I'm going to discuss more information about the series, as well as look into the man who painted it. But first, let's take a quick break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? 
Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, my name is Annalisa, and I'm the founder of Accessible Art History. As a part of my content offerings, I produce a podcast. For the first several seasons, I will be discussing 50 objects that shape the history of Western art. From prehistoric cave paintings to contemporary art, I'll be covering it all. The podcast was designed for everyone, from the casual couch historian to a museum's expert. It all fits within the larger mission of accessible art history, to create a space for art history lovers, students, and anyone who is curious to explore all periods of art history and human creation. New episodes drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to follow the Instagram page for all updates at accessible.art.history. Now that we're back, let's take a look at how the Rouen Cathedral series actually relates to the Gothic period. I know, at first glance, that might seem like a bit of a stretch, but it's actually quite simple. In the 1890s, France was experiencing a Gothic revival. After so many years of revolution and war, people were looking back to an age that was considered romantic and picturesque. John Ruskin, one of the foremost art critics of the age, stated that the, quote, quality of medieval craftsmanship reflected the morally superior way of life of the medieval world and urged a return to the conditions operative in the earlier period. By painting one of the most famous examples of Gothic architecture, Monet was breathing new life into an old building for providing a new perspective. These works, like the Rouen Cathedral, are a hallmark of its period. We see the short brushstrokes as Monet was working quickly to capture the impression of a single moment. Light is a subject, while the cathedral is merely a vessel for the light to reach our eyes. As often as possible, Monet painted outside, in plain air. He had been trained in this technique that shunned the use of the studio as often as possible, so that the artist could be fully immersed in the moment they were trying to capture. I think that Robert Pelfrey captured the techniques best in this quote from his book, Art and Mass Media. By focusing on the same subject throughout a whole series of painting, Monet was able to concentrate on recording visual sensations themselves. The subject did not change, but the visual sensations, due to changing conditions of light, changed constantly. But who was the man behind the works? Thankfully for us, his life is fairly well-documented. Oscar-Claude Monet was born November 14, 1840, to Claude Adolphe Monet and Louise-Justine Aubry Monet. His family were second-generation Parisians who ran a shipping supply and grocery business. It was expected that Monet would follow in his father's footsteps, but he was adamant from a young age about becoming a painter. In 1851, Monet entered Le Havre Secondary School of the Arts, he also studied under Jacques-Francois Ochard, a former student of Jacques-Louis David, the great neoclassical master, who I also covered a few seasons back. However, in 1861, he drew a low lottery number and was conscripted to serve in the French military. His father was wealthy enough to buy his son out of it, but refused because Monet insisted on a career in the arts. After about a year, though, he contracted typhoid and was discharged. In the late 1860s, after establishing himself in the Parisian art scene, he began to develop an idea of a new type of art that reject the standards of an all-powerful academy, something I've discussed multiple times in previous episodes. This was the beginning of the Impressionist movement. Monet's personal life was also under a lot of pressure from his parents. In 1865, he met a woman named Camille. His family didn't approve, but they continued to see each other. Two years later, the couple had a son named Jean. 
Camille and Jean were forced to live in secret so Monet could continue to receive financial support from his family. However, that could not keep them apart, and in 1870, the couple married. The same year, Monet and his young family fled to England at the outbreak of the Franco-Prussian War. There, he was inspired by the use of color by artists like Constable and Turner. Eventually, the Monet family was able to move back to Paris. There, his career took off, and he became quite popular. However, tragedy would soon strike. In 1876, Camille was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Just a couple of years later, after the birth of their second son, Michel, she was diagnosed with uterine cancer. On September 5, 1879, Camille died at the age of only 32. Monet was devastated. He poured his grief into his art, producing some of his most famous works. To help raise the family, Monet hired Alice Horshade. She had six children of her own and took in his sons as her own. Eventually, Monet and Alice fell in love, and they married in 1892. She became a frequent subject in his pieces, just as Camille had before her. In May 1883, Monet and his large family moved to a large house with expansive gardens in Giverny, the site of his famous water lily and garden paintings. They lived happily for many years. Around 1911, Monet began to develop cataracts, and this affected his ability to paint. We see this in his paintings as they tended to focus more on color versus composition. Claude Monet died of lung cancer on December 5, 1926, at the age of 86. At his funeral, his dear friend Clemenceau removed the black cloth that was over his coffin. He insisted that there should be no more black for Monet and replaced it with one with flower patterns. Yet another way that Monet brought more beauty into this world. Today, Claude Monet is remembered as the father of Impressionism. His theories on light and color helped to shape a modernization of art that hadn't been seen in years. Some of his other famous works include the arrival of the Normandy train at Gare saint Laurent, Green Stacks, The End of an Autumn Day, and Water Lilies, 1906. The Rouen Cathedral series is greatly beloved for its beauty, but it's far more than that. Monet was a revolutionary who helped us change our understanding of light in art. Light is alive and it affects our perceptions of the moment. Make sure to tune in next week because I'm starting our examination of post-impressionism. I'm kicking things off with A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jacques by Georges Seurat. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history for updates and keep an eye out for our next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform.